Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So in this video, in this podcast today, I want to take some time to talk about what is maybe one of the biggest downsides to buying physical silver, potentially, if you're not careful, and uh, what is maybe one of the stronger arguments for why one should choose to stack physical gold versus physical silver. And of course, what I'm talking about here is premiums. The price over spot that you're paying per ounce on your gold uh, versus your silver. And, and I think this has led many people to 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 choose gold over silver. Never mind what the gold to silver ratio is. Uh, never mind the arguments for, for why silver may be valued more in the future. There's other arguments too. Don't get me wrong. This is not why a lot of people you know stack gold. But this is one of the arguments that's oftentimes cited uh, versus silver. And and you know the oftentimes these premiums work both ways. Meaning you'll be paying a premium on that silver or gold, and then when you go to sell it, you may be selling at spot or well below that premium if you're not patient if you're selling at maybe uh, a local coin shop or something like that but you know to put this in in context what i'm talking about here this would be an often cited figure or something similar to this would be the 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 premiums on silver versus gold when we're talking about american uh, silver and gold eagles maybe some of the most popular uh, gold and silver products in the world, some of the most uh, widely recognized products. And and so what I'm going to use here is is the $15 price, which is not where silver is at. It's actually above that, but I'm just going to use that for, for rounding purposes. And, and gold at $1,300 right now for this video. And we'll use prices from Appmex. Now, you can get prices lower elsewhere, I'm sure, but Appmex is the largest dealer in North America. I'll let you decide if it's the best or if it's your favorite, but Simply put, you know, there's going to be a lot of people buying at these prices. Okay, so for the American Silver Eagle, we're looking at about a $2.80 premium at the lowest for a random year Eagle, which is generally lower priced than, than the newest year. $2.80. And keep in mind, that's for 1500 or more Silver Eagles, right? That's the That's the high quantity pricing that you get. $2.80. In terms of percentages, you're almost a 20% premium at that point for a $15 spot price, right? Something like 17, 18, 19% premium. Okay. And, and if you're not buying, uh, you know, three monster boxes or more at once, if you're buying something more reasonable, like a tube of silver eagles, 20, which is, you know, much more standard for, for, you know, just an average stacker, you're looking at a $3.70 premium for American silver eagles. In terms of, of percentages, that's like almost a 25% premium. That's really high. And don't get me wrong, there's more to the story. But but again, gold eagles are going to be much lower premium. 
So if you're looking at, again, a random year, uh, the quantity pricing, the lowest you can get at Atmex is $50 over spot. So like three to 4% premium. If you're looking at just buying one at a time, which is you know $1,300, that's, that's quite a bit, a little over that actually, you're about $65 over spot, which is like 5% premium. It's it's quite a bit, 5% premium, but quite a bit lower than if we're talking about American Silver Eagles. And, and those figures alone, whether we're talking about that or, or, or uh, Canadian Maple Leafs or just government-minted coins in general, those types of figures are oftentimes cited for people, reasons as to why people choose gold versus silver. Uh, but a couple big takeaways, overarching ideas in this discussion today. First of all, that's not the be-all end-all. When we're looking at a wide variety of products, if we're, we're opening this up into to the arena of, of generic silver, generic gold, meaning not governmented or, or not otherwise having a numismatic uh, quant, uh, quality or value to it, uh, it's a very different story, right? And and defeating these premiums or, or reducing them is uh, should be a high priority for any stacker, and it's a very feasible thing, not just for gold, but also for silver. In fact, I'll be putting out a future video on on techniques as to, to how you can do that. I'll be getting into it a bit in this video today, but we'll be talking more about that in the future as to how you can maybe defeat some of those premiums, bring them down to a more reasonable level. That's takeaway number one. That's not the whole story. Yes, it's a potential downside, but that's only a potential. It's not a guaranteed downside because there are ways to, to beat that. Number two, you got to be careful. You got to be careful what you're buying and, and why you're buying it. So case in point, um, why would you purchase an American Silver Eagle at two to three or even more dollars over spot versus an Australian Kookaburra at something like four or five plus dollars over spot versus something like an Armenian uh, Noah's Ark silver coin for something like a buck fifty, maybe two dollars over spot. What are the three different uses on those and what are some pros and cons? So in that specific scenario, the advantages to American Silver Eagle, well, you know, as I said earlier, it's maybe the most widely recognized government minted coin, right? That's why a lot of people like them. And there's some other, you know, smaller nuance information to that. People talk about it's less likely to be confiscated or yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, people talk about uh, or even more likely. Some people say it's more likely. I think I've heard that as well. Um, some people say it's for tax purposes, okay, et cetera, et cetera. But primarily people are buying it for their notoriety, for its popularity. I'm going to buy something that I know is real and something that I can know I can I, I can sell to somebody without them questioning too hard about whether or not it's genuine, whether or not it's it's actually silver, okay? That'd be number one reason for that. Australian, something like an Australian kookaburra, you, you have that value maybe within you know Australia or something like that, but as a whole, not nearly as much popularity or recognizability. Primarily, you're paying that premium because kookaburras sometimes have a limited mintage. I don't know if they are you know every single year, but you're going to be able to probably sell it for a high premium in the future. It's it's a they're they're highly sought after on the secondary market, kookaburros and a lot of different Perthment products. That's the primary reason you're going to be paying the premium there because you expect to sell it for an even higher premium in the future. And then that leaves us with something like the Armenian silver, uh, you know, uh, Noah's Ark silver coin from Armenia. Smaller, not as well known silver coin. In fact, I'm sure some of my viewers right now, this is the first time you've ever heard of this, right? Maybe if you're new to stacking, you've never seen this before. Okay, you're still paying a fairly high premium versus generic silver. Why are you buying it? You're probably not going to get that premium back. Maybe, you know, on, on if it's a proof, if it's if it's a larger size, like a 
five or 10 ounce, or maybe they make kilo coins too. But otherwise, you know, this is a good example of why you got to be careful and know why you're buying something. That's the other big takeaway within uh, this video. Um, you you got to be careful with what you're buying, right? Um, so talking more about this, that's a, again, there's some truth to that argument for, for silver uh, being, being too high premium versus gold. But, but when you look at the truth of the matter, a lot of that actually goes away when you bring generic silver into the equation. So, for example, if you're looking at uh, buying silver in a 100-ounce quantity. Now, some of you might say that's that's really high. But again, 100 ounces of silver is you know, fairly comparable in price to one ounce of gold. It's higher, obviously. You know, the gold-silver ratio being 85 to 1 right now. But it's in the same ballpark, right? Uh, somebody that can buy an ounce of gold likely has the means to buy uh, 100 ounces of silver at once. Now, this might be in 100-ounce bar form. Oftentimes, they're at similar prices, even if they're just in one-ounce forms. But buying at that price, or sorry, buying, buying in that quantity at something like 50 cents over spot is very reasonable, right? 50 cents over spot. And if we're talking about that for, for silver, we're talking about something like a 3% premium. So we're already similar premium as to what you might get on, on like an American Gold Eagle. It's going to be difficult to get much below that on higher quantities, right? There's, there's the at spot deals. And sometimes, you know, they have like 29 cents over spot or something like that, which would be even lower premium, but, but 3% premium, uh, 4% premium, I'd consider that pretty good for most silver. And, and I don't think that that is relegated to just the, the hundred ounce quantities, right? Oftentimes, uh, different dealers will run deals with something like, you know, 69 cents over spot, 49 cents, 59 cents over spot, uh, any quantity, right? Short term on, on just generic plain silver, you're talking about three, four, 5% a premium that is good right if you're buying five ounces at a time 10 ounces etc that's not bad and i think it's very doable with with some patience right and so for those people that that say that you can't that buying at low premium silver is, is impossible except in very high quantities uh, that's not true right those deals exist it's just about being patient with them right uh, now for gold you could say a similar thing again uh, that that the generic gold, you might be able to get that for for you know thirty bucks over spot, even less, right? Ten bucks over spot maybe, but but even you know thirty bucks over spot, we're talking about like a two and a half percent premium, you know ten dollars over spot, you're talking about a one to two percent premium. Uh, that's you know that's pretty reasonable premium. But again, once you once you're getting into the generic realm of of silver and gold, these premiums matter less and less, right? Uh, uh, as we're talking about, you know, with like gold eagles and silver eagles, a 20% premium versus a 5% premium, that's a huge difference. But once we're talking about like four or 5% versus two or 3%, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Some people are going to get worked up about it, but, but if you're looking at the bigger picture here, the gold to silver ratio, for example, 85 to one, and you're planning on selling that silver at, at, I don't know, 60 to one, 50 to one, lower than that. I don't know what your target is. Everybody's at, you know, 30 to one, 10 to one, whatever it is. Um, you know, a couple percent difference in the premium, not that big of a deal. Another important thing to keep in mind is, is something I mentioned at the beginning, how these premiums oftentimes go both ways, meaning that you're going to buy at a premium and you might sell well below that premium if you're selling to to an online dealer to local coin shop etc so what i mean by that is is uh you're, you're gonna be buying let's say a generic 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Silver at a dollar over spot, and you're going to be selling it at spot to a dealer or even below spot, right? So now you've lost kind of on both sides of that trade. Now, two things to keep in mind. First of all, first takeaway here is be careful with where you're selling. If you have the time, if you can load this silver over a longer period of time, there's other options out there. There are other options out there. For example, um, there are plenty of, of forums to sell silver on or, or Facebook groups, right? I know some of you guys aren't a huge fan of social media or Facebook. I get that. But there are some great buyers out there. There's some people out there that, that are not just like random people looking for deals on, on Facebook, but people that uh, deal regularly. I'm, I'm talking regular purchases. They have a huge quantity that they're ready to sell. And oftentimes they're also looking to buy. They give decent prices, better than what you're going to oftentimes get if you sell to a local coin shop. It depends. It varies. Better price than you get if you're selling to uh, you know, an online dealer. So if you got the time and if you're willing to you know, take on that you know, small amount of risk with, with shipping and whatnot, I, I would do it that way right? Uh, go through, through, you know, some sort of forum or sell to somebody else, you know, within the community. Okay. But the other thing to keep in mind, and I already mentioned this is the environment in which you're selling. So in today's environment, there's not really much of a physical shortage of silver or gold, right? Which means that premiums are maybe higher than they've been at certain points in the past, but all things considered still pretty low, right? Again, you know, $1 over spot for silver's you know, uh, you know, average, right. Uh, for gold, you know, a couple dozen dollars, you know, uh, $20, $30 for generic gold over spot is, is kind of average. Right. So, so this isn't by any means a, a situation where, where the paper price has, has moved out of sync with a physical price because of some sort of shortage. Right. But that doesn't mean that that's always going to be the case in the future. And by no means is this guaranteed, right? You might run into a situation in the future where you got your silver, you got your gold, and you need to sell it, right? Because the price has reached a certain point, or you need to liquidate it because you need to make a house payment so you don't lose your house. You know, something along those lines. Pay a medical bill. Okay. And and the market might be in, in quote unquote, normal, uh, what we consider today normal situations, a normal situation when you sell that. But I think many of us are looking to sell this silver and gold. A, when silver and gold are doing very well and B, when the markets as a whole are in distress, right? Whatever that might mean. And when silver and gold will be highly sought after among the investment community, both big, uh, big investors and small investors. And what that means is that A, there's going to be a higher risk of some sort of a physical shortage of bullion, on the market and B premiums are likely to go up for those that are buying, right? Buying silver at $50 an ounce, buying gold at $2,000 an ounce or more. Uh, Premiums are going to be higher than what they are right now, not just in dollar terms, but also in percentage terms. So what that means is that many of the buyers, uh, they operate on a spread, right? 
the the way that app makes makes money is buying at a lower price than they're selling it at. Generally speaking, same thing goes for local coin shops. Well, if the premium that they're selling at is is higher, let's say your local coin shop is selling silver for five bucks over spot, right? Well, they may be buying it for like $3 over spot, $2 over spot, because they still have that spread. That spread is intact. And so that's something to keep in mind as well. What you're selling it at matters, right? Uh, Again, going back to what I said earlier about like the kookaburras or something like that, that type of a premium matters as well, right? If we're out of the realm of generics or, or, you know, very low premium government minted coins, all things considered, like, like just plain maple leaves or silver eagles or something. And and we're into the realm of something like a semi-numismatic, like Chinese pandas or or, or uh, the Perth Mint kookaburros or koalas, lunar mint stuff or some privy mint stuff or whatever we're talking about here. Once we're into the higher premium stuff, then I would say there, there's no problem with paying over spot if you understand that you're also trying to sell it at pretty high over spot as well, right? Four or five, six dollars over spot, if not more. Um, hey, you go on eBay and, 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 and Google, you know, um, I don't know, 2012 uh, Australian kookaburra one ounce and check what the price is on that, right? I'm going to guess it's, you know, I, 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 without Googling it right now, 10 bucks over spot, maybe more, right? And, and those people, Granted, 2012, the price was much higher, uh, but but the price that they paid for that over spot was probably much, much lower than what they're selling it at. And so that's, you know, there's some real validity to, to that type of, of investment in terms of, of you know, why you're buying silver, because you want to collect it or sell it at a higher premium. Um, you just have to understand that, that when you're paying that higher premium, you're hopefully going to get that back. And if that's not a reasonable expectation, again, if you're buying something like Armenian uh, uh, Noah's Ark's silver coins. I'm just using those as, as an example. There's plenty other more more bullion quality uh, silver out there uh, that's minted at the government level and, and is sold at a higher premium. If you're not expecting to get that premium back, then, then question long and hard whether or not you want to pay that extra premium versus buying something like a maple leaf, which is much, much more recognizable than, than a Noah's Ark or, or a Philharmonic or a Britannia or, or American Silver Eagle, or should you maybe just be focusing on generics or again, higher premium silver that you expect to sell at a high premium, right? These are the types of questions you have to ask yourself when you're buying silver. And I get it. This is uh, developing this strategy takes a, a while, right? Um, and, and it takes a while to become disciplined with this. Um, but I think, you know, the whole idea of gold being a better buy because of the premiums, a lot of that argument can be defeated if, you know, buyers as a whole take a stand and say, you know what, I'm I'm not going to pay a buck 50 over spot, two bucks over spot for generic silver, right? On a regular basis. I'm not going to keep paying three fifty over spot for American silver eagles, right? Just random year ones or, or the newest year or something like that. Right. Um, once that you know behavior stops, hopefully, um, you know, with, with more and more people buying you know, closer to spot generic stuff or, or or demanding lower prices on American silver eagles, um, you know, maybe that will go away. Maybe not. But in the meantime, we'll be able to get better prices on it. Right. Um, you know, maybe we can start a new phrase here. You know, friends don't let friends buy you know, overpriced generic silver. I, I think it happens, unfortunately, too often. And, and, you know, same thing goes for, for, you know, just higher 
priced uh, government-minted coins. Don't get me wrong. I buy American Silver Eagles, and I'm willing to pay that premium because of the recognizability and whatnot. But on the other hand, you know, generic silver, it's hard to beat, right? Or high premium silver that you're going to sell at a high premium. It's hard to beat that, you know. Um, there's really just pros and cons to all these different types of silver. Uh, and, and you know, I think it's really time to dispel that argument that silver is automatically higher premium. Yeah, for some products. And and maybe even when you get to the generic stuff, it's slightly higher premium, but it's not outrageous. It's not. It's it's very doable um, versus the, the uh, you know, the premiums I quoted at the beginning with the silver eagles versus the gold eagles. So I'll be talking more about this in the future, probably later this week. Uh, techniques you can do to, to, to help defeat those premiums, stuff like buying that spot, um, I guess best practices, et cetera, et cetera, uh, to, to help bring down the overall premium, right? Dollar cost averaging is, is a, is a big thing here in this community. And, and I think a big principle of dollar cost averaging is paying as low as possible over a spot, right? Depending on the product, right? Uh, generic silver, let's buy for a buck or below over spot, right? American silver eagles, let's buy, you know, 250 over spot. Let's set that as our max. And, and if we can't find it at that level, let's move on to something else. All right. So uh, let's become you know more principled about this in the future. We can buy more ounces. We can maybe squeeze more out of our of our assets here in the future when, when it comes to selling them. We can squeeze more out of our, our silver budget because we can buy more ounces with it or gold budget, right? A lot of what I'm saying here is absolutely true for gold as well. So you know, I hope this has been informational for those of you that have are new to the community or have been here for a while. Um, I hope I've, I've you know, in the 20 plus minutes here, done a decent job of dispelling the, the myths about premiums of silver versus gold. Um, and, and, and I hope maybe some of you that are thinking gold is the way to go based on the premium argument, maybe have realized that, eh, maybe that's not so true, but anyways, um, as always, you know, if you have ideas for videos in the future, if you have questions for me to answer, etc. Leave them down below in the comment section. If you're listening in the podcast world, shoot me an email at w23mad at gmail.com. I'd be more than happy to make a video on it or otherwise answer that question. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.